Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, gaming interests go on the record. Also, the V-Team takes a look at vaccination numbers. They're improving. And the Mo Brooks crazy train has momentum. splash all this and much much more coming up next on the v the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter for APR. And you also have a podcast now. Plug the podcast. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I do indeed have a, have a podcast. It's, uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. What's the, What's name, the of name of it? Oh, oh, Alabama politics this week. I'm sorry. I'm not good at the. Uh, I'm not good at the shameless self promotion. I'm sorry. Well, as my mother used to say, if you don't toot your own horn, your horn probably won't get tooted very nah, often. So there you go. Uh, the the numbers of vaccines that are getting in people's arms, Susan, in the state, are improving mm -hmm. uh, dramatically. Uh, and also, the problem, though, is that we still don't have enough. Now, the Biden administration has promised they are sending more vaccines, but right now we hear people complaining, and it's just because we don't have enough vaccine. We just don't have enough. I mean, the initial buy was grossly under underdone. Uh, it was 100 million vaccines, and now that they bought another 200, 300,000? Yeah, million, two, 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 200 million. 200 million, uh, and as they begin to roll those out, maybe these numbers will start to pick up again. I mean, it's looking better every day. I mean, the, the case numbers are down, it's fluctuating, but mm -hmm. still we've got a long way to go to get these shots in arms. Josh, what are you hearing? Yeah, you know, we uh, speaking of the podcast, we we interviewed uh, Dr. Michael Sack a few weeks back about this, and, and he, was, um, he was really complimentary of the Trump administration on the initial plan and planning uh, of, you know, how to manufacture this vaccine and the investments they right. made there. He was really critical of the Trump administration on the plan to roll these things out and actually get them into people's arms right. because they just kind of left it up to states to, to do it however they could. And, and, you know, in a state like Alabama where, uh, you know, our government is not necessarily running like a top, uh, we don't we don't plan very well for things like this, and I think you see that right now as we're lagging well behind the rest of the country uh, in getting these shots out. And uh, I, I think we are getting better. Uh, I just think that uh, you know it, it took some time to put all this stuff together because it, it requires a lot of actual work and planning, and we don't typically have people in our government who do those things. Well, and and also the government had been gutted to the point sure. that those those types of services. Mm -hmm. Were, were not even available. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is a one-shot vaccine, that's scheduled to come online. It is, it that's is. gonna help out. And, and I think there's some basic misconceptions that we need to get a, a, a 
immunologist on here mm -hmm. or someone mm -hmm. to talk about this because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has proven to be 67% effective, Susan. Right. I mean, we, we don't get that in flu vaccine. No, we don't get that. That's the misunderstanding that people get from this is that while, you know, Pfizer and Moderna are like 92 and 95, you know, Johnson Johnson only 67. However, that's much higher rate than the flu vaccine itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, these are great efficacy numbers. Yeah, you know? they really are. The other thing we, we, we learned this week that UAB is vaccinating uh, more more blacks mm -hmm. and underrepresented population than, than the state as a whole and the nation as a whole. UAB is a shiny example of what Alabama can do mm -hmm. when you have the best and the brightest. Yeah, you know, they, they, they've been a standout uh, around the country throughout this entire pandemic. Uh, I mean, really, they have been. You know, the, a lot of the trials went through there. Uh, their doctors consulted on a lot of the stuff. I mean, really, they've, they've been kind of a, a beacon of light in this state uh, throughout this horrible experience we've all gone through. Right. And, uh, and so it's not really a surprise that they would be tackling the toughest aspect of this pandemic, which is getting the vaccine to uh you know to poor communities and to communities that are very very skeptical given past history in this country right. uh you know and that's that i think that's driving a lot of of the feelings among the black community is you know you have things like the tuskegee syphilis study uh several right. years right. ago that you know right. and they don't trust this you know they don't they don't trust things and so it's very very important for uh, for them to reach out and, and, and to try to make that connection there. And I, I think you're seeing that. And, and if anybody doubts the efficacy of these vaccinations, just look at the numbers, uh, you know, yeah. over the last few weeks. And there's nothing really changed except for the fact we're vaccinating more people. Yeah, right. and one of the things that you brought up with the black community being more concerned, they're also more likely to get the disease. So that's a double-edged mm -hmm. sword there. So it's yeah. so, so important to get these people vaccinated. Well, and I... I'm going to switch subjects here off that very important subject to say this might have something else to do with that. We A study, a national study just came out that showed black Alabamians are four times more likely to be jailed on marijuana charges than their, their, their white counterparts. Yeah, Josh? Well, I mean, that's, a, that's actually probably an improvement. Uh, to be honest, I mean, it, it was, I've, I've seen other studies that say it's as high as 10 times more likely, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's a combination of factors that, you know, police will often point out about this, uh, there that, uh, that lead to that. But one big portion of that one big factor in there is, is, you know, racism. Uh, I mean, it, it's, I don't think anybody sits out. Uh, to, to go out and say, hey, I'm going to go out and arrest a bunch of black kids tonight. But I do believe that that's what ends up happening. And if that's what's yeah. ending up happening, mm -hmm. I think a lot of police departments need to take a good hard look at what they're doing and why they're doing it. Well, we need to take a good hard look at, at reevaluating marijuana laws all the way around. Okay. Sure. I, I have never seen anyone beat their wife or their kids uh, to, to death on on marijuana, but I sure have seen them do it on on alcohol. Uh, another troubling statistic from another national study, uh, Alabama ranks at fourth highest percentage in inmate serving harsh sentences. Uh, we are a lock them up and throw away the key state. This mm -hmm. study shows that and it's not helping us in our quest to fulfill our, our responsibility to the Constitution 
or the Justice Department that is suing us. Yes, absolutely the Justice Department is suing us over our Medicaid, over our treatment of prisoners, you know, the overcrowding. But we've got to do something. There's got to be yeah. more sentencing reform. Yeah, it's a it's a big a big problem, and you know I think you heard President Biden say this week uh, that you know he thinks that, that that drug offenders should not go to jail, that they should go to rehab and to other services out there, and I, I think that you're getting a lot of agreement on that right now as we see the opioid epidemic stretch into the white community. Yeah, well, one of the things we know is most uh, really harmful drugs, uh, people try them and they can't, they just can't stop on their own. They right. need help. Right. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. of Alabama politics. Josh, over the last two weeks on your podcast, you have been able to sit down with representatives of the Porch Creek Indians, as well as Victory Land. And mm -hmm. you have learned a lot about how this big, this grand uh, gaming package has come together and what likely might be its future. Uh, if you could tell us who you spoke with and, and what y'all talked about, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Uh, the uh, we, we spoke to some executives from uh, Wind Creek Gaming, uh, the uh, CEO, Jay Doris, and the VP of uh, Development and uh, Intergovernmental Relations, uh, Arthur Mothershed. Uh, also, uh, longtime Victory Land and Birmingham Racecourse attorney, um, David Johnston, David Johnston. Uh, was on with us, and uh, they they just kind of talked about um, you know this thing and how it how it got started, uh, you know, and and the folks from uh, from Wind Creek were were very very open about you know this it wasn't working that they wanted to progress and come up with some sort of a deal where they could grow and the state could make some revenue off of gaming, 
Uh, you know, they introduced this last year, which I told, you know, I told them and told everybody else that I was critical of, which was the billion dollar deal because it, it right. gave a monopoly to, to the porch creeks. And, you know, while the state did make a billion dollars and then would annually make some money, I felt like there was a better deal to be made. And, and really this was kind of the deal uh, that that's come together in this bill. Uh, you know, they, they sat down with the track owners, uh, Lewis Benefield and Nat Wynn and, and some other folks that, uh, that are involved intimately with the tracks, uh, around the state and and they've worked out a deal i believe that's going to ultimately help uh, a lot of hard-pressed communities uh in macon and green and jefferson uh and mobile counties and they've got a bill that can pass uh now and right. it's going to expand uh you know the gaming options for the porch creek indians as well and so i think everybody is going to end up winning out of this everybody's going to make a lot of money uh including the state of alabama which is going to pull Absolutely. in somewhere close to a billion dollars annually off of this uh susan you and i have known Arthur Mothershed, personally, mm -hmm. very level-headed, good businessman, mm -hmm. always been very kind and easy to deal with. Yes. Uh, and, and so are many of the folks down at the tribe. They, they, they're looking out for their own, and that should. Same thing with uh, Lewis Benefield, the, uh, the families there, and that went. Mm -hmm. They're all trying to do what's best for their you business. You can't blame them for that. But the yeah. thing is, and Josh, I think you reported this, that it, it will create like a thousand new jobs at all these various locations. I mean, that's yeah, you're a looking lot at, of jobs. Yeah, you're looking at a, at a minimum of about a thousand jobs at every every spot here. I mean, so you're yeah. you're talking just off you know, off the top, uh, you know, uh, somewhere around you know six thousand jobs or so. Uh, right. you know, not counting right. not counting the, the the folks that are already at the at the current Porch Creek locations, which will also expand. You know, they're also and these are good paying jobs. And, and let, let, let's not forget they're expanding into Birmingham and some of these other places that will also gen generate jobs there. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a big jobs opportunity. The state won't have to pay a dime. For those jobs, unlike nope. other jobs we get, right, right. and no the state is going to make somewhere around seven hundred fifty million dollars annually, right, Josh? Yeah. Is that well, that's it's seven fifty just off of that's the projections just off of the uh, lottery and the casino portion of this thing. That doesn't take into account the existing ones. Uh, what no, yeah, the existing stuff. Well, it doesn't take into account also yeah, right. what's gonna what's gonna take place with uh, the the compact. Uh, there and how much money the state will make off the compact with the Port right. Indians as well, which will be negotiated on the back side of this deal. So, yeah, it's a it's a huge deal, and this really kind of started with with Arthur Mothershed and Lewis Benefield sitting down. I mean, you got two level headed, <coughs> easy going uh, guys that are rational and can mm -hmm. and can kind of talk things out. And I think that's what kicked this thing off was was yeah. that relationship between those two guys. Yeah, well, and you know, we know that when people can sit down and discuss ideas and business mm -hmm. in a non-hostile environment, that they can come up with something that's good for everybody. And I think these groups uh, all want what's best for Alabama because they're businessmen mm -hmm. and women. If it's, not, it's not good for them if it's bad for Alabama. Uh, right. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's something important <coughs> that I, I want to bring up is that this still has to go to a vote of the people if it passes the House. That's go to vote of the people. And one important thing we have to keep in mind, this will take gaming money out of politics. That's a huge yeah. win mm -hmm. because you yeah. won't have the, the people that run the tracks and run the uh, casinos and all that owning politicians. So they won't right. be able yeah. to contribute to campaigns anymore. Right. It's over. Yeah, that's it, right. it's, it's 100% true. And, uh, you know, and, and David Johnston, who was who was on with us as well, said he, he believed this thing when it went to the vote of the people, just looking at the numbers, would pass by greater than 70%.
<clears throat> I think it will. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, something happened last week. Uh, Fred Gray, uh, senior, the uh, amazing civil rights attorney, uh, Pardon me. great man who's done a lot for Alabama. A Congresswoman Terry Sewell has written a letter to President Biden asking that uh, that he be awarded the uh, congressional or the Presidential Medal of Freedom, Josh. I, I think that's the right move right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It should have happened decades ago. I mean, it just uh, I mean, Fred Gray is honestly, to me, possibly the greatest unknown civil rights figure uh, that we have. Now, I know he's known around here, but you don't hear when they when people start talking about the great civil rights people. And this is not to take anything away from any of those folks, of, of no. course. But but, you know, Fred Gray and what he did. Uh, from a legal standpoint, I mean, the, the, he was the attorney of record on so many things. But all you need to know about Fred Gray is, is that in 1960, at the height of the civil rights <coughs> movement, five years after the bus boycott and all the anger that surrounded it, that man got uh, Martin Luther King Jr. acquitted on tax evasion charges by an all-white jury in Alabama. All right? Give him the Medal of Freedom just for that. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. I, I think uh, Representative Sewell is doing the right thing, and I, I would hope yeah. that the Biden administration would would see the wisdom in that. Uh, we don't have time to get to it, but there is a bill to eliminate straight ticket voting in Alabama. I, I, fat chance. Fat chance. Super, Republican supermajority. Well, yeah, dem yeah. if the Democrats had a supermajority, they wouldn't pass it. No, they wouldn't. I think it's the right thing to do. I, I think do, too. That, it causes people to think, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah. You got to kick it out of there, and and I would say the same if this was a Democratic supermajority. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's bad to have strike ticket voting because it it just allows people not to think about who they're voting for, yep. and that's irresponsible. All right, we're gonna leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, as they say in Congress, I, I want to take a, 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 a point of personal privilege, if y'all will let me. Certainly. Uh, last sure. week, uh, I was talking about uh, Congressman Mobrook uh, referring to anti-Christian -demo anti Democrats. Mm -hmm. And I compared that to his being a Mormon. And the reason is because the LDS, that the church, the G Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has been one of the most persecuted churches in American history. I mean, their leader was killed. They had been run from state to state. And, you know, if you look at uh, figures like uh, uh, Mitt Romney, uh, Republican from Utah, one of the most honorable uh, Republicans I know, I know some of our people here in Alabama wouldn't agree with that, but he, his public character is mm. without reproach in my mind. And a great example of what that church represents I was not making anything disparaging about the Mormon church. I don't care in America if you are Christian, Jewish, if you practice Islam. I don't, I don't care if you're a Buddhist or you're Zoroastrian. You have a right in America to worship according to the dictates of your heart. What we shouldn't do, and this was the point, is try to paint a broad brush of people being anti-Christian because of their party affiliation. And, mm -hmm. and some of Mr. Brooks's folks have taken that out of context and said that I was trying to disparage him for his Mormon faith. Now, I have learned something and I had to correct the record from last week. Uh, Mr. Brooks, according to a report from AL.com in 2017 and his Wikipedia page, uh, was a devout uh, follower of LDS and, uh, but somewhere in the last 10 years or so, he has dropped out of the church. He says he's found differences, doctrinal differences with the church, but he still attends the, uh, the Mormon church with his wife. And so he, he said now he's a plain old Christian. Uh, but again, uh, none of that, all of that was to say that Mr. Brooks should not use his rhetoric to disparage others. Because in this country, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Muslim. You don't have to be anything. You can not care about religion at all. This is America. And I believe that Mr. Brooks uses it to try to drive a wedge and get attention for himself by using Christianity as a weapon against other people. So as a point, a personal not a very Christian thing to do. Not even a plain old Christian. But there well, you go. yeah, not uh, you know, uh, that and the and the bigotry and the uh, uh, and the hatefulness and everything else. I, I you know, I, I didn't. I rarely saw Jesus. It was time to kick ass. Uh, so you know, but that's just me. Uh, maybe I maybe I miss those parts of the Bible. Uh, but it's you know, this is Mo, uh, and and that's what he does, and and so it would be natural that they would think that about you know they would automatically go to the worst possible explanation for what you said is yeah. you know that, that's because that's how they think you know that's yeah. these are the worst possible humans and so they think that everybody else is on their level and they couldn't imagine a situation where you were just saying hey man don't persecute people uh like that and stop using your faith as a wedge uh, you know yeah that's understandable yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> i i think that we we run into real problems when you start disparaging people 
over their religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that goes to the core of a, who a person is most of the time. Mm -hmm. What I like to do, especially in politics, is look at their public character. How do they comport themselves in public? I mean, and, and, and again, there's and a lot of- And how do they vote? A lot of people think Mo Brooks is the greatest thing uh, on earth. But if you look at his record for representing Alabama, it's all, it's, it's, it's a hundred to zero. Yeah, I mean, it's zero abysmal. to a hundred. It's abysmal. Yeah, I, mean, he, it's, I mean, he's passed he one not. bill to rename a post office. He's been there for 10 years. <laughs> he's done what? nothing. He's done nothing but embarrass you for 10 years, and he got a post office renamed that he, I could have done. I could have yeah. done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it's just interesting to see how they immediately lie as soon yeah. as you tell the truth. Well, but of he is he is he has said that he is no longer a member of the LDS, that he just attends the church. Um, Good for him. So, I, I mean, honestly, I, 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 I could care less. But I wanted to correct the record. You know, if I get yeah. it wrong, I want to make it right. Uh, the 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 Mo Brooks train, though, Josh, we're hearing, has got momentum, and uh, he, he's that. We hear that President Trump is uh, willing to back him if he decides to run for Senate, and I hear out of D.C. that they're just thrilled. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, can you, I mean, I'd just like for everybody to go back about five or six years and think. And just try to imagine your thoughts. If somebody told you in the future, anybody would care who Donald Trump backed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it's so out of this world insane that, I mean, that we're listening to this crook that incited an insurrection that did everything he could for personal gain for the last four years. And here we are. And he, he's going to drive the train on who we elect in this state. And we're going to elect a moron. Uh, it's just... It, it, I, it just I believe he's willing to even make an appearance. Maybe yeah, he can make an appearance I mean, on January 6th. But right? again, uh, and, and listen, not for uh, free, though. He ain't coming for free. <laughs> well, he backed Luther Strange, and then he backed Roy Moore. And, you know, they, they think that, that <clears throat> Brooks is a good candidate. Brooks will be a Roy Moore candidate when the opposition yeah. research gets through with him. He will yeah. absolutely be that candidate. I want to move on because somebody has officially thrown their hat in the ring. Ambassador Blanchard has announced candidacy for U.S. Senate. Uh, she's a Republican, uh, Linda Linda Blanchard. She's very wealthy individuals. She and her husband are very wealthy. They've contributed lots of money to uh, the Republican Party. She was ambassador of Slovenia, uh, <clears throat> which I bet you people couldn't pick out on a map. Uh, no. But she uh, she she is running in on the uh, MAGA platform, and this is uh, what she's hoping to do is to represent the MAGA side of Alabama and the U.S. Senate. Well, listen, I, I gotta say, I think she's really going to relate well to the working class people of Alabama. Her first real act as a candidate was to write herself a five million dollar personal check. So, listen, yeah. who among us isn't isn't funding our campaign in such a way? And so, good luck, MAGAs. Yeah, but, well, you know, she understands the working people. She, well, of, oh, yeah. course she she of course she yeah. does. Of course she does. I will have to say with some regret, Jimmy Evans, former attorney general, passed away last week. He will be missed. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>